Hello and welcome. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Lily. And this is Little Home Organised, a podcast dedicated to helping you declutter, get organised and reclaim time for the things you love. You've turned 18, you can you vote, go, you can the smoke nest. and you can move out. <laughs> Please don't smoke. Yes, be kind to your future self and just actually write it on now. If you want to put them off at for life, pencil shaving cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> This week we're talking about school memorabilia. We'll chat about what you should keep and how to store it, ways to honour your child's efforts and what to do with all the unused books and stationery. Bonnie, before we dive into today's episode, I am really excited to announce our little challenge which is coming uh, to December. Yes, the 12 days of decluttering starting on December 1. I can't Wait. Couldn't resist. <laughs> it was hard to stop. <laughs> you know, earlier this week I spoke to someone who said, oh my goodness, every time you guys laugh, it's like I hear it in stereo. <laughs> I wonder if it's the same with our singing. Yeah. <laughs> so the 12 days of decluttering is just like the 12 days of Christmas starting on December 1st. So you'll head over to the Little Home Organised Community Group and you can join in there. And basically we're going to tackle some spaces in your home, small, manageable, should take about 12 minutes each. Each day. Oh, I like that. 12, yes, 12. 12, 12. And 12 month. should help you get on top of your stuff heading up to Christmas because Christmas can be really chaotic and it's nice to get on top of things. So let's get a little bit more organised this year. Yes. So head on over to Facebook, to the Little Home Organised Community and join us for 12 days of decluttering starting December 1. So we're at that time of year. It is heading towards the end of the school year. And what a school year it has been here in 2020. My yes. goodness, a lot of teachers are going to be oh. like collapsing into a heap. A lot of students are going to be collapsing into a heap. It has been wild. Well, they've actually given, in the state schools anyway, they've given um, the teachers two extra days off. So school's actually finishing for us two days earlier than normal. Which is it I, really? Yeah. I know that. Yeah, which I think is a great idea because when I was teaching – um, yeah, it, it is tiring. It is overloading. Um, you do feel like you're uh, constantly pushing a huge boulder up the hill. And I think teaching has kind of been one of those professions that's long been under-recognised, both in pay scales and other sort of recognition. Like I, I remember when I was going through uni and starting out in the teaching profession, people would basically see the amount of holidays you get as a teacher and be like, oh, you get so many holidays. And I'd just be like, I want to punch you. Like, <laughs> I have no life the rest of the year. And you're, um, yeah, you're having a crack because... So after we rehabilitated your anger issues <laughs> and you came out the other side. Well, no, it's true, isn't it? Like the amount of work they do behind the scenes is, is, is intense. And I think many eyes have been opened this year in many ways to things going on in the world. And one of those things is parents have had to put on yet another hat mm. and doing the teaching with, you know, working from home, students doing distance education. And so, yeah, it's just been a crazy year. A lot has been learnt. And mm. one of the things that comes out of um, every school year, of course, is the things you accumulate over the year, the works and the yes. projects and the 
the stories and the all the memorabilia. What do yeah, we do with it? Yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff that your kids will do every year because they're doing spelling tests, they're being creative and writing and, you know, I've got someone in prep and he's created a whole lot of stuff this year and because in prep they're focusing on mastering all of the sounds and all the letters in the alphabet and then all of the numbers and all that recognition and stuff like that almost every week there's a little book that comes home for a particular number so I think we're up to about number 20 by now and it's just something that's helping reinforce the kids with these numbers and and the number might be say 16 and they'll do a bunch of different activities in this little booklet and they've got to colour in this and they've got to you know attach this to there and draw a line here and just helping that kind of repetition of okay this is the number 16 and this is how it's represented visually and all that sort of stuff so these things can really (laughs) accumulate at a rapid pace yes and especially at the end of the year where The teachers are cleaning out their classrooms. They're sending home all the books. They're sending home all the leftover stationery. Like there's a huge influx that comes in. And 2020 is a little different to other years in that we don't probably have as many end of year celebrations going on as we normally do, but it's a busy time of year. So often what happens is that stuff comes home and it just gets dumped somewhere Mm. to deal with later. Yes, classic case of delayed decisions. And it can be hard to know what to keep and how do I even begin to approach it. It can all seem a bit too much and so it gets put in a box or it gets put in that spare room or shoved in a cupboard. And then before you know it, you keep bringing the stuff in and in and in and in and then you're going to have an entire wardrobe full of Mm. memorabilia and it's like how do I even know where to begin with this? Yeah, well, I remember a client a few years ago who – only had one daughter and she was maybe eight or nine at the time. And the mother had never had the time to stop and go through all the school memorabilia with her. And when I came along, she said, I don't know what to do with it all. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to look at it again, but I've just been buying these boxes and sticking absolutely everything that comes home from school into these boxes by year level. And then she already had probably, you know, 10 or 12 of these kind of A4 sized tubs full of school books. And she said, wow. And she was only eight. Yeah, and you can imagine it's not going to stop there. No. And the space is going to continually get smaller and smaller as Mm. those boxes add up. So let's cover that. What are some of the things, firstly, that come into the house, that come home from school at this time of year? What are the things that we should be keeping? Okay, so to figure out what we need to keep, you need to look at your child individually and – Think about what their strengths are. Are they someone who's really good at writing and maybe they're, they've they got some really great stories? Are they quite arty and they love to draw or sketch or other art mediums? Are they someone who's really brainy science-wise or maths-wise? So keep the stuff that reflects your child's strengths or their creativity because what you want is a snapshot of the year and you want to be able to look back over their schooling life and see this is where you were in prep, this is where you were in grade five and this is where you were in grade 10 and have kind of a bit of a comparison stick. So for me, I've got a preppy. He's learning to read and write this year and he's doing very well with it and so I will keep things that reflect his writing ability 
But for someone else who has a child who's really mathematically motivated and really mathematically strong, they might keep some stuff that represents some really hard mathematical stuff. So equations or, you know, things like that. So it will be different for every person. Or you might decide, well, actually, I want to keep kind of one page from every subject so that I've got a snapshot of every subject. And that's fine too. But what's important to remember is that when everything is special, nothing is special. So make sure that you just keep a certain number, set a limit. So for me, I'll probably keep maybe half a dozen pages And I would kind of suggest that you don't actually keep more than 12 in total for that year because once you get over 12, it kind of becomes all the same sort of stuff and then you don't have that special quality item. It's just a quantity thing. I really love that idea of the snapshot. Like if I sit here and I visualise, say, a bed and it's covered in all the creations and um, studies and works of – My child, well, considering mine's like 10 months old, probably nothing really (laughs) exciting from him. But, you know, if you're imagining with your own child. Creative poos? Yeah. (laughs) We're getting some of those at the moment, like opening that being going, (laughs) woohoo. TMI, TMI. Hey, you brought it up. (laughs) So if you imagine a bed covered in their works and you, you took a step back and you were just looking at it, that's like visual overload, right? That's mm. like it's hard to process all the successes and strengths of the year. But out of those 30 items that you imagine laying out in front of you, if you pick, like you say, your top six, your top three, your top ten, that helps you be able to capture the most special, the most mm. the strongest, the whatever it might be, as you were just saying before. So it's not like you need to hold on to every effort that they put in that year. Just pick a few of those things mm. and hold them up on the pedestal, put them in the box. Because mm. otherwise you are going to end up being the person who has wardrobes full of this stuff that you may never even look at because it's all overwhelming. Mm. And we, one thing we know about delayed decisions, of course, is that in the moment it's easy because you've put it either in the too hard basket or it's just been done mindlessly to mm. put it over, you know, put it away till later. But when those things accumulate, you've actually, it's like it's exponential. And it's, it might be easy now, but it's hard later. Oh, yeah. And something I think that's really important to remember when we're looking at what do we keep for school memorabilia is look at the age of your child. Because if you've got a younger child, there tends to be a lot more stuff being created and you have a lot more to choose from. When you have an older child, it tends to be a lot more repetitious type work unless they're doing creative writing or, you know, some other forms of particularly creative medium. Get your child who is older to actually pick what items they would like to keep. Delegate that responsibility to them because as parents, our job is actually to be teachers. We are to teach our children basic things like how to dress yourself, how to clean yourself, how to eat food, how to prepare food. How to take care of yourself. How to take care of yourself. Our job is to raise up these little independent people who grow up, move out. And this is one of those really important life skills of helping them learn how do I make a decision about what's special, what's important, and what are the things that can go. So if they're older, get them to do it. It's a great skill. And honestly, it's something that you can do with like the educational side of things. They can do it with creations that they make. We talked about that previously on our children's artwork episode. But it's something that you can get them to practice in like lots of areas of their life that things are finite and things, some things are more special and 
and some things can be let go of and it's a really important process for kids to go through. It definitely is. And I think even younger kids, get them involved in the process of what you want to keep. Get them to say to you, oh, mum, I remember doing this. Let me tell you about this. You know, actually sit down and celebrate with them. And that's the next thing that I really want to talk about is how do we actually honour the efforts that our children have put in during the year more than, oh, just dump all those books over there and we'll deal with them later. It's interesting because you get to the end of the year, it's busy. You may not even think about the concept of doing something like that where you take the time to actually go, wow, you've, especially with a preppy, you've grown and learnt so much this year. You've put in a lot of hard work. How can we honour that? Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, I think if I could give one tip to parents, it is when your child comes home with those books, set aside 10 minutes. Get them to have them all laid out ready for you to go if you're in the middle of doing other things, but get them to set out that stuff so that you can spend 10 minutes with them actually going through and celebrating their success. Because what I have found with my children in particular, and they're still young, is that they want time with me. They want time where I can say, oh, we good un- job. Oh, yeah, we... M- we Validation. forget the simplicity of how important it is to just spend one-on-one quality time with kids yes. like that. Yes, and especially when you're looking at all these books and that represents an entire school year's worth of efforts, it doesn't matter what the outcome is, whether your child is an A, B, C, D, F student. If they've put effort in, you need to celebrate that with them. And you know what? If it's been a rubbish year for them academically for whatever reason – you need to actually sit with them and let them know that you still appreciate the fact that they tried anyway because kids need to know that our love is unconditional. Absolutely, which means without condition. Yes. Which means even if get Ds and Fs, we still love them even though we're a little bit sad about it. (laughs) (laughs) That is the most important thing that you can actually tell them with looking through their school memorabilia stuff is that you love them and that you appreciate the effort. And if if they didn't try that hard this year, talk about ways that you can make it better for next year. Like the relationship you have with your child is so precious and, and it's the key factor in creating a happy and healthy home. I, I, just to go down like a, a totally – a little bit of a tangent here, but I'll try to keep it brief. It, this you kind love of, a tangent. I, do, I mean, who doesn't love a tangent? <laughs> but back when I was working in the States in summer camps and then working in New Zealand in the camp industry as well, one of the things that we were taught and it became very clear is that when you're working with children and you want to manage their behaviour, you need to spend – at least 10 minutes one-on-one with each child in your cabin each day. So like if you're so every day, so if, yeah, if you're a cabin mm. counselor and you have eight children in your cabin and it's you and your co-counselor, so that in Australian terms, you and your co-leader to have effective behavior management and to help create depth of relationship with your children to effectively manage behavior, 10 minutes each mm. child each day. And in the busyness of our modern day lives, you might hear that and think, I can't do that. I can't find 10 minutes to be alone with one of my kids. You I, know? Can't, I can't, can't find, find 10, 10 minutes, minutes to be alone yeah. with myself. <laughs> On the toilet especially. <laughs> but it's absolutely true because you would see when a child had been invested in in the time and someone had taken mm. the time to sit down and go, hey, 
how was your day? Yeah. What did you get you, up to today? Show me this thing that you made in that activity. And when you spent the time with children one-on-one and you do that with multiple children, they just felt heard, they felt seen, They, you know, the relationship had depth. And then when there was behavioural challenges and as a counsellor you'd turn to that child and help them understand the behaviour and why that wasn't appropriate and help correct the behaviour – Things went so much smoother Mm. because you'd put in that time and effort. And so, you know, as you talk about taking the 10 minutes when you come home to sit at the end of the year to sit down and go, oh, let's go through your books and let's, you know, blah, 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 blah. Great idea. And Mm. honestly, if that's something that you can try to even do a couple of minutes each day of intentional one-on-one with your kids, Mm. it's going to be a really positive addition. You know, another way that we can really honour the effort that they've made is that we can pick a couple of those pages that they are wanting us to keep and we can, you know, stick them in the Hall of Fame. We talked about that in our children's artwork episode as well. Put it on your fridge, put it in your Hall of Fame, wherever it is, celebrate it for a couple of weeks or over the school holidays and then go and file it or store it. Like pick that one thing that your child is really super proud of from that year and put it in a place. Make sure that if your spouse is not home at the time when you're actually going through the school books, that you pick out a couple of things or the things that you're going to keep and you allow the, your child to show them to your spouse because that's a really important bonding time for them as well. Like especially if, you know, your husband works a lot and doesn't get to see the kids a lot during the week, make sure that on the weekend when they get to spend one-on-one time with dad, oh, dad, here's here's like the five pieces of work from my school year that I'm really proud of. Let me tell you about them. Because that's once again validating that child. It's great quality time with that parent and it just helps that relationship to really bond even deeper. All right, we're going to jump into how we can store all of this school memorabilia after the break. I think it's high time, Lily, that we actually get a clutter confession from you. Ooh. Clutter confessions. <laughs> I've been thinking over the last couple of months about what my clutter confession could be because I wanted to make sure I found the perfect thing and I think I found it. Really? Yes. So walk with me, Bonnie. Well, don't because we were attached to headphones and microphones. But um, <laughs> walk on this journey back in time with me. Imagine you are in the mountains of North Carolina. I'm closing my eyes the, for this. The summer is hot. You are sticky. The sun is shining bright. I don't like. And you being can hear sticky. you can hear this sound in the background. Clang, clang, clang. You, Bonnie, are at blacksmithing. The activity, I know, the activity run at your summer camp in the mountains in North Carolina in the US. Yes, we had so many awesome programs. We had all different kinds of crafts, obviously, like the classic tie-dye. We had horse riding. We had climbing. We had mountain biking, all kinds of things. And, of course, lake. But we also had blacksmithing. That pottery. is so cool. Oh, my gosh, I can go on all day about it. But in blacksmithing, I made a fire starter. Oh, yes, I know. Very old school. And this fire starter basically looks like a knuckle duster. Nice. And (laughs) you use it. It's a rounded piece of metal to um, strike against something like a rock and then create sparks and start a fire. But it's a clutter confession because if you walked into my house, you'd be like, that is the weirdest looking piece of metal. 
what on earth is that? Like it's trash. You yeah. would just automatically You'd look at it and be think. like, oh, that just looks like a scrap in bit of mm. metal. Um, wouldn't you just use matches? Absolutely not. It's so novel and cool. I love it and I'm never getting rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure Bear Grylls has one. So, you know. Oh, my gosh, Bear Grylls. You, do you reckon he listens to this podcast? Mm, I don't know, but Bear Grylls, if you do, reach out to us. We want to talk to you. Yeah, I'd love to have Bear Grylls on the phone. Do you have a fire starter? Yeah. Do you have a clatter confession? Let us know. Right <laughs> in. Um, but if you do have a clatter confession at home, we'd love to hear it. Honestly, head to the Facebook page, send it in, and we'll play it on an upcoming episode. Okay, so we're talking about school memorabilia. Let's talk about ways that we can actually store it. So how to organise and store the stuff that we actually have decided to keep. So Bonnie and I are pretty passionate about digital where possible. There is something beautiful about tangibly hold and physically holding stuff in your hands. And I think Mm. things like artworks and memorabilia commonly fall into that because we like to touch and look. But I think at the very least, having a digital backup of whatever is physical that's precious to you is a good idea. And if it is something that you can just keep digitally and get rid of the physical version of it, that's kind of even better in my book. That's how I would do it. Yeah, I, I have to admit, like I'm, I'm very much digital with all of that stuff as well. And what I'm kind of planning on doing is once my children have finished grade 12, and I've seen a few people do this, is I want to create a photo book of, I'm not sure if it'll just be the artwork or if it will be like other schoolwork stuff as well. I love it. But yeah, like the 12 years of That would have artwork. been so cool to like look back on because... Yeah. Yeah. you know like we're talking about picking like the most special pieces the snapshot yeah like if I was able to open a book now and look at what my handwriting looked like at mm. grade one and see how it's still the same now as a full-grown adult <laughs> <laughs> and you not even failed me you're not even a doctor I mean what's your excuse I know <laughs> all my scrawly handwriting um but yeah that'd be such uh, what a cool idea yeah because then you can have like a really great visual representation of 12 to 15 years of artwork because let's face it we don't just start creating art when we go to school we do it beforehand as well and we need to get some of those stick figure type scribbles in there because oh my gosh they are hilarious we've talked about this before the advancement of like how they like learn yes. to add the different body parts and everything so yeah. like how the awesome eyebrows yeah <laughs> yeah your daughter's eyebrows love it so that's <laughs> that's a great option is if you can keep things digitally it would make it easier to then put it into a photo book and that you know is probably going to be everlasting and that's something you can physically flick through if mm. it's really important to you to be able to touch it Yes. And another way that you can organize if you're more of a physical hard copy type person is you can do something like clear stackable containers. So you might just have like one A4, kind of like a filing box, get it to be plastic, get it to be clear so that it is dust free, but you can see what's in it. Plastic's easy to label and then just, yeah, file it in there. Make sure that each page actually has the name of the child. And the year on there. Yes. It's so interesting that you bring that up because it is something that takes no time at all. But if we forget this step, to think that in 15, 20 years time, you're going to remember every article. Not true. Every book, every spelling bee, every, any of that. Like that's just, it's not humanly possible. No. Don't do that to yourself. No. And then you're there trying to decipher whose handwriting is this and what, what year does this roughly look like? And what happened was happening in our lives at that time. And it's like just that suddenly just became a big, hard job. Yes. Be kind to your future self and just actually write it on now. So write their name, write their year 
year and potentially that they did it in school and mm. maybe write their age as well. Yeah, yeah. And so a clear stackable container is one option. An expander file is another great option if you would like to have a kind of less and more of a carry option and it's obviously got the little filing sections in it, which you can do in the clear stackable boxes too because you can you can buy like a filing box that has a hanging file. The expander file is good because it. it's a bit smaller and mm. it means that you could potentially do one for each child. And it's yes. like this section is grade one, this section is grade two. Exactly. And they're usually maybe 13 to 15 slots in them. So you can just do the 12 years. And because the space is smaller too, it helps you have boundaries. Boundaries are good. We love boundaries. We do love boundaries. Having those zones helps you choose, as we've said earlier, the few special items to keep. Mm. Yeah. And it's easy to give it to your child when they move up and grow out, when it's in an expander file or when it's in kind of a small like A4 filing box. Yeah. On the day that they turn 18 and you've <laughs> packed up their bedroom into See boxes you later. and here's the expander <laughs> file. You've turned 18. You Off can you vote. Go, you can the smoke nest. and you can move out. <laughs> Please don't smoke. We've learned so much about smoking. Don't do it. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> don't do it at all. I'm totally not advocating for that ever. <laughs> Um, you know what? This is a total digression. When oh, when I was on. a child, we had a neighbour who was very more worldly than I was, mm. and he made a cigarette out of paper and pencil shavings. And I didn't even get it to my lips before inhaling the smoke, coughing my absolute guts up. And I've never looked at any form of smoking twice since because that was the most horrible feeling ever. Oh, good. There's a lesson for you all out there. Mm. Yeah. If you want to put them off it for life, pencil shaving cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> the things I learn about you even, even now surprise me. <laughs> I'm just a mystery. All right. So you might be in a position where you're thinking, okay, I've picked the, f- the things that are special what about the rest of the stuff? What am I going to do with all the stationery and the leftover books that I've now got at the end of the school year? What am I going to do with all this stuff? Yes, because we can get really overwhelmed as parents with all this stuff that's just hanging around, books that are half used. What do we do with them? Do we just kind of keep them in the cupboard? It's like, do I rip out half those pages, make them new books? Yeah. Yeah, what do I do with it? Okay, so what we tend to do with our clients is anything that's brand new and unused and is likely to be needed for next year's book list, we put that aside. So we suggest everybody has a spares stationary box somewhere in their study or their office. So brand new and unused stuff always goes in there. And that way you can shop from home first when you need to do your book list. Then when you've got the stuff that's kind of half used, but you don't want to keep it, like the books, for example, we encourage people rip out the pages that are used and then actually donate the rest of the book to a charity. We've got one here in Brisbane that we use called Books for PNG Kids and they will take gently used stationary items. So they will take the half-used pencils, the half-used crayons, the half-used books, things like that. So make sure that you have a Google search, look in your local area to see what charities are actually out there. And think of it in the way that you you truly are giving these charities a gift when you take the time to do that and donate it because there are kids in other places, be it third world, be it locally, who don't have access to these basic resources that our kids may have had the privilege to have access to. So if you're not quite sure, where do I, where do I send this? As Bond said, jump on Google. But if you're local, if you're in Brisbane region, we'll also throw in the show notes a donations cheat sheet, which can help you find some of those really awesome charities as well. Mm, absolutely. Okay. I think it's time for this week's tidy task. 
So your tidy task for this week is to sit with your child once all the books have come home from school and spend that 10 minutes with them. If they're older, get them to pick what they want to show you. If they're younger, involve them a lot in the process of, oh, should we keep this one? Should we let go of that one? Which one's more special to you? What is it that you want to tell me about this one? Spend that time with them one-on-one so that they can really feel like, hey, my mum, my dad have really celebrated this effort with me. Like I feel really validated in my efforts at school this year. Pick those five to 10 or 12 pages to keep, scan them or file them however you want to organize them, get your school memorabilia system set up. And then the last thing I want you to do is go on a stationary hunt around the house. Go and find all the spare stationery around the house, create a spares box and get ready for book list. Absolutely. And We always love being so organized that we're ahead of the game and prepared. So by doing that, you're setting yourself up for success, ready for school next year. And you're being kind to your future self. Absolutely. And on the point of being kind, you know what? 2020 has been a huge year and we just want to give a shout out and congratulate and thanks to each and every one of you out there who has managed to survive and battle through distance education, (laughs) putting on a new hat and trying to help your children maintain a good education throughout the year of 2020 it's been crazy so if no one has thanked you yet thank you well done you've done great sit back relax at the end of this year take a deep breath you've earned it Mm. and let's um let's do a little bit of the hard yards now so that 2021 can be a more positive year for everybody absolutely and thank you for choosing to have us in your ears because we know that it's a very busy time and remember progress Progress, not not perfection. perfection See you later. Bye. Hey, we'd love to keep the conversation going. Head over to the Little Home Organised community group on Facebook, ask questions, find motivation and share your before and afters. And if you enjoyed the show, please help us keep it going by hitting subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen. It's free and ensures you do not miss an episode. But if you really want to share the love, leave us a rating and review. Trust me, it makes all the difference in the world.